0: Hello, BTT listeners. Thank you for downloading this special edition of Booking the Territory on a COVID update from Dr. Blassie, who uh, came back on the show and is going to give us an update on COVID and what he's dealing with and maybe some helpful hints. And I just wanted to state, I know this is a wrestling podcast, but we asked Dr. Blassie to come back on and share what he's got going on in the world and maybe some helpful things. Uh, The views and opinions discussed in this episode are not to be taken as advice for your personal medical situation. You should talk to your doctor about your specific condition and with anything related to your personal health, especially anything that's discussed on this show. I wanted to point that out before we get into it. Uh, I also know that there are a lot of people, even me, uh, who are, you know, kind of COVID exhausted. I get that. But I wanted to put this up at the front so that you all heard that. So, again, the views and opinions discussed here. Uh, should not be taken for your own personal medical care. You need to talk to your doctor. And we point that out in this episode. We say it quite a few times. Also before anybody gets too worked into a shoot, no one said that we believed in uh, mandating vaccines on this show. We talk about vaccines, but Dr. Blassie even clearly states he's not in favor of mandating them. And it is a slippery slope. So if you don't want to listen to this episode and think BTT should stay in its lane, please delete this now and keep moving. Uh, I love all of our listeners, but one of the things I love about America is you can spend your time as you see fit. And uh, the reason this is a standalone show is because I didn't want to mix this one with some wrestling talk. I wanted this to stand on its own and help those out there who wanted additional COVID information from an actual uh, doctor who's treating patients in emergency rooms and whatnot and is going through this pandemic. And again, listen to your doctor or your person that you go to to get treated for. Uh, Dr. Blassie is a doctor, and he gives a lot of general great advice here, in my opinion. We asked him some, some questions that we were curious about. But again, that should not necessarily substitute your own doctor's specific advice for your specific medical condition. Because I've got family members that got conditions. I know one. I didn't mention it in the show, I don't believe. But I could not get the shot just based on a medical condition that this person has so I just want to point that out before we get into this now as we go for the love of God be nice to each other none of us are getting off this rock alive no matter if it's from COVID or natural causes at the age of 100 thanks for listening thanks for lending your ear to this show and if you listen to this COVID episode update thank you and please email me to say thanks uh, if you did enjoy this uh, because Lord knows I'm sure I'm going to get inundated by negative sentiments there's no politics on this episode but there are things that I know some people may agree or disagree with but that's what happens when you talk about controversial topics stay tuned now and enjoy the COVID update from Dr. Blassie with Dr. Turner the first time on with Dr. Blassie thank you for being BTT listeners I appreciate your support All right, everybody, before I throw it to Dr. Blassie and BTT's doc, wow, we got two doctors on today, I want to say two things. This is America, and the beauty of it is if you don't want a COVID update on BTT and the help of Dr. Blassi that he has graciously given us today, swipe left and keep moving, and you'll get another new BTT episode in a few days covering the NWA. Two, this will likely be on limited platforms, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty and the details of it, but for example, it won't be on the YouTube channel and there may be a few other platforms that it doesn't make its way to. It'll be on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, those places, but some platforms it might not find its way to and I'll leave it at that. If you have questions, write your congressman or someone of that nature. I really don't care. The fact is it'll be out there if you really want to listen to it. And on that note, let me welcome in Dr. Blassie and Dr. Turner to today's bonus show with a COVID update from Dr. Blassie. And I'm going to shut up now and throw it to Dr. Blassie and tell him hello and welcome back. And thank you graciously for being with us here today. And thank you for your generous support of BTT.
1: Well, hey, you don't have to thank me for that. I love you guys. You guys are keeping me sane um, throughout all this bullshit with uh, COVID. Um and and thanks for giving me this opportunity just to get a, a few things out there. And so, what I wanted to give you is an update from the actual COVID battleground, everybody. Um, and and right now, I'm going to tell y'all the morale of the medical community is really low. Okay, we are human beings. We have families. We have children. We have all the things you deal with, okay, on top of being the ones who have to make the decisions of life and death and trying to figure out what the fuck to do with COVID. We need your help. We need your help. And we've said a few things that could possibly help us, give us time to figure this out, okay? So we won't repeat the mistakes we did in the early 1900s with the flu pandemic. Okay, guys, I've got partners who have children who are getting sick. I've got partners who are considering taking their kids out of school, stopping their job to do only telehealth to take care of their kids because it's important that their kids survive and get an education. Myself and every single one of my partners, I've got colleagues throughout the country in the ICU and ER on every every level of medicine there are some of us, not some of us, all of us, hunting to get a booster shot. So this is how I want to compare it, is if somebody told you in world, during World War II who was actually there at D-Day fighting actively and is telling y'all, y'all need to do this because these Nazi fuckers are legit, guys, we are getting boosters. We are putting our lives on the line so you don't have to. Okay, I'm glad I'm born in 2021 because there's over 100 years of research into the flu. So whenever I see a flu case coming into my clinic or when I see it in a hospital, I have no fears at all. COVID needs to be like this tomorrow. okay? And so that's all I'll say right now. Give me some questions, guys.
2: All right. Well, let me just say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. I feel like this is going to be a very educated and scholarly discussion because really, for the first time in the history of the show, I get to talk to somebody who's a doctor. And
0: wait, I got to say something. I, I have to interrupt. I have to interrupt. I want to say one thing about what Dr. Blasi said. You know, my mother-in-law has a compromised immune system. I had a politician that I know that does not think the same way as I do. I won't talk about what I think and what he thinks, but we're on somewhat different sides. And this politician told me. Stop listening to politicians. Listen to your doctor related to this issue. And when it comes to I'm not
2: going to I'm not going to Dr. Blassie to get laws
0: made. Well, no. And the point I'm trying to make is because there are people out there that will turn this into a political issue. And I'm not trying to talk politics here. I am telling you, this politician told me, do not listen to politicians. And that included all of them. He said, talk to your doctor. Listen to what your doctor says. So trust your doctors out there. Trust the clinics you go to. And I just want to make that point before I get 50 freaking emails that are going to send me over the edge. This ain't politics. I asked Dr. Blassie to come on because I can't ask my own doctor to come on because he'd be like podcast wrestling. What the fuck is that? So go continue. (laughs) I just had to make that point. All
2: right. So one of the things that I want to put out here so that, again, I think it's important. Something Blassie said a minute ago is some of this we're not talking necessarily to you, but if you're already thinking the same way, maybe we're going to arm you with some things that you can help your friends or people that you work with or family members who aren't coming along for this ride. Um, and so the first thing I want to do is kind of level set here because not every place, well, right now every place, but a lot of places are hot spots. Uh, Blassie, you work in, I'm sorry, Dr. Blassie, you work in the DFW area, is that correct? Correct. Would you consider that to be a regional hotspot for the Delta variant right now?
1: Absolutely. And that is also coming, I also started the pandemic in Mississippi when, um, and actually the county I was in was the first county to have a recorded case. And so I'm coming from a couple of hotspots.
2: And so the thing I want to make clear here is if you're sitting in one part of the country or one part of the world and you go well that's not me the tendency here has been just wait it will be and so the mm-hmm. thing I want to ask you here is as swamped as you are in the big city how do you how is it in the rural communities that may not have access to the same level of resources that we have here in a big metropolis <laughs>
1: That You know what, that's a, a fantastic question. And it's it's worse in the rural area for several reasons. One, like you said, access to health care within rural America is abysmal. And this is making it worse. Okay. Reason why states like Mississippi, Alabama, South Dakota, Idaho, things like that, have really bad health care outcomes with high blood pressure, heart disease, et cetera, is because there's just not enough resources or medical professionals in that area. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you how it was in Mississippi. In Mississippi, I worked at several nursing homes as one person. Okay. As far as being a medical director out here, man, there's doctors all over the place, so all those jobs are pretty much taken out, okay? When it hit the two facilities that I was associated with, I essentially had to create mass units, like you see on TV or you hear about in military setups, within those um, buildings, okay? There are men and women in these rural communities that should have a statue, that will never have a statue, but they have sacrificed not only, you know, damn near their lives, but their well-being, their sanity, everything. Okay? Because they were the only ones, and if nobody else did it, a lot of people would die. And a lot of people in nursing homes, for people who don't realize this, uh, were born during the flu pandemic. Okay? So just keep the irony of whenever one of them dies is just unimaginable. Anyway, so when, when you're talking about a city to rural, it's like two separate worlds. And, and y'all, we, we need to get off this high horse of America being like the greatest with healthcare and all that. Because some of the statistics um, for America, especially in rural America, uh, is, is worse than in several third world countries. So at this point, Donk, to answer that question,
2: rural America is really being screwed.
1: And okay. a lot of the hospitals are shutting down because of the financial impact.
2: Okay, so now, that that makes sense. But let's take it to, to Big City, where you're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you... At your pri- I mean, how, how how are you spending your days? Is it in the ER? Is it in the ICU? What does that look like in the big city hospital with all the resources?
1: Yeah. And so I work mainly, I work in an infectious disease clinic. And so we're, we see it a good bit. I have a lot of high-risk patients because I primarily do HIV medicine. Um, so it's all day, every day. My The Mrs., Mrs. Blassie um does rounds in the hospital i do as on occasion as well didn't sign up to do that by the way i had to because a lot of uh, docs got sick so going in there uh, especially at the one i work at it it really does look like uh, a subway station in the middle of new york at 12 o'clock on a monday in the er okay it is jam-packed we have nowhere to put these people because people are in the hospital Sick as hell. Okay, um, beds are being taken up, and guess what? That takes up, and the and the bad thing is, is the rural hospitals will send people here, right? So that takes up beds.
2: Well, and, and something else I want to point out here, Mike and I have had this discussion,
1: mm-hmm.
2: telling my five year old to stop jumping on the couch because if you fall down and break your arm, we might I might have to set set it myself. Yep,
1: yep, and, and you're absolutely right. If you have a, a heart attack. You know, God, that is such a time sensitive disease situation that you're going to lose a few seconds, a.k.a. you're going to lose a few miles off your heart, a.k.a. you're going to lose a few beats at the end of your life. Okay, so you're absolutely right about that. There's stuff I've had to take care of in my clinic that I have no business taking care of in my clinic, but we had no choice. Okay, that's both here and in Mississippi. OK, so that's the true um, terror with a pandemic. Whenever there is a disease that suddenly takes up a quarter of a hospital, that throws everything, everything out of whack. OK, and we are well past a quarter of every hospital being taken up because of covid.
2: So what and would that, you say? What would you say? To, what would you say to those people? in the community that say, that say, well, this is what you signed up for by going into medicine.
1: Yeah, sure did sign up for it. And I'm very happy I did, okay? and And you're right. However, my job as a doctor is not only to help the sick, to help whoever needs a helping hand, but to tell you how you're fucking up, okay? When I have an HIV patient, coming in telling me why they shouldn't take meds and I tell them specifically while looking at their labs while explaining what's going on with their blood work I tell them hey it's up to you take the meds and live or don't take the meds and have a really shitty life okay and so yeah I signed up for it but guess what I love doing it I'm going to tell you what you need to do and if I bitch and complain about my job Okay. And the fact that I am overworked and a lot of colleagues are overworked, then guess what? I'm fucking going to do it. Okay. Because the one thing I hate, Doc, the one thing I hate is for people to come in for no fucking reason. It doesn't have to be like this. Okay. And it doesn't have to be like this. And at the end of the day, if this keeps going on, we're talking this can be generational impact upon our society okay so yeah people are gonna bitch at me because apparently i'm supposed to be this rich doctor or whatever right even though you know when a lot of people um were bullshitting in their 20s i sacrificed my 20s to figure out the human body to figure out how to treat the human condition and i wasn't doing it for a salary Uh, you know from a pure economic standpoint i was doing it for job security because, obviously, somebody's going to be sick at some point, okay? But so, over
2: – go ahead. So, well, uh, to give people a sense of some of this frustration, how many hours a week are you logging now? And how many hours a week would you – if there were no such thing as, as COVID?
1: Since this started, I, I don't think I've had a silent weekend, Except for that one time we did a show, and that's about it, okay? Um, and that wasn't happening before. I, you know, I do clinic for a reason. I get it 9 to 5, I go home, okay? But now, doing research, you know, my own research on COVID, doing um, urgent care shifts, um, doing hospital shifts, the misses included, you know, Saturdays and Sundays are like Monday and, and Tuesdays to a lot of people. Okay. Okay. And 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 now y'all know I'm obsessed with wrestling. Obsessed. Okay. Obviously, that's why I pay for the show because y'all 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 are my brand of entertainment. Okay. I was set to go to the damn AEW show in Houston for my bachelor party. Didn't go. Okay. Supposed to go to Wildcat. Okay, didn't go. Why? I'm on emergency standby until here on out. Me and the misses, period. Okay. When I went to, I, I bought tickets to Money in the Bank. Went to it. We left early. I didn't see the whole John Cena shit. This, this is why. The reason, one of the reasons why my bachelor party was canceled, other than we didn't want to do AEW. We actually, at that point. Didn't want to go to the AEW show. We were like, okay, well, let's just be safe. Let's do like a frat house. Why not? Right now, yet again, all my uh, really the majority of the bachelor party were active doctors in the field, and one by one, they were like, dude, I can't because of this, or dude, I can't because of this. And and let's break this down. Y'all want to know how hard we're working? I'm gonna give you this text from an ICU buddy in another part of the country at a major metropolitan. Okay, well, no, adjacent to a major metropolitan, right? The large university uh, that he's associated with and close to is running 11 ventilators for COVID patients, okay? Now, medical schools have a lot of doctors, okay? He is in a little offshoot. He, by himself is running 16 ventilators, okay? And to give y'all an idea of how difficult that is, imagine if one mechanic fixed 16 buses at one time and was supposed to get them all done before Sunday and he got
2: the job on Friday,
1: Okay. That's that's where
2: it is. So
1: that's where we're at.
2: So you know, a lot of people, I think and, and to some degree, I put myself in this category. I mean, Mike and I have been on uh, you know, we deal with Harper and we're trying to make keep him you know alive. But Mike and I have been very vigilant since the beginning of this and how we go about our existence. But I think a lot of people thought, as we got into May and June and early July, this is over, and so right. the, De- the Delta variant has drastically changed the game. Other than being more contagious, which is obvious by the the by the traffic in your ICUs, is it mm-hmm. more
1: deadly? So, yeah, that's a great question. Okay, and so COVID is tricky. COVID is tricky and these um, variants are tricky. So I would tell you it's not necessarily as deadly. However, there's a higher chance you're going to get sick from it. And so if y'all remember last year when, um, you know, people were getting it, some people were getting it and were like, eh, well, well, it didn't really do nothing to me, Right. Well, Delta variant has changed that. Those people who said, eh, it wasn't that bad, are now feeling like crap, okay? The people last year who had a bad go of it, maybe not necessarily in the ICU, but ER, hospital, or really were out for a couple of weeks, are ending up in the ICU. And so what it's doing is it's sticking to us harder, hence why it's getting younger and younger people. OK, and, and, and that's what this family of viruses does. It's not necessarily about trying to kill you. OK, it's trying to live by any means necessary. And so when mutations evolve, it's because one mutation actually works. One mutation sticks in the air a little bit longer. One mutation is able to be more stable within a, uh, a droplet coming out of somebody's mouth that therefore can be protected from UV radiation a little bit more. The only reason why warmer months cause decreases in certain um, microorganisms is because of the radiation from the sun. That is literally the equivalent of us walking into a nuclear reactor. Hence why winter, fall, when there's less light, there's more viruses, RSV, flu, etc. cetera. Okay, and this is why COVID spreads harder because it doesn't have as much natural death happening. And it just so happens between July 5th and January 1st, this country commingles and assimilates and assembles way, way, way more. And it just feeds into it. reason why the flu always mutates is because kids go to college, they go home, they get whatever they got from college and bring it to another region and vice versa. And that's why the flu shots change all the time. This is why they mutate all the time.
2: So, we are now in a stickier, more contagious virus that's really yes. turned into, in basketball terms, a volume shooter.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, you hear it. This is this is as apolitical of a statement as I can make. This is devoid of politics. What can you tell us? And I'm somebody who was early on. I, I we all know the story. I kicked an old lady down and got her stole her card <laughs> and got in early in line for my first shot. Uh, I am four weeks from tomorrow. Uh, will be my eight months. I'm ready for the booster as well. I've heard some people say maybe don't call it a a booster, call it your third shot in the course of treatment. But what can you tell us about these vaccines? If there is anybody out there that is still unsure, still worried, still concerned, what can you tell them at this being the biggest thing we have in our toolbox to defeat the pandemic?
1: Yeah, so that's a, a great question. Um, and so with the vaccines, if this is, I will honestly say this because I don't have, I don't get any extra money for this. Okay, the garbage vaccines are Astrazeneca and Johnson and Johnson. Okay, they are. Pfizer and Moderna are the ones you need to get. And unless you talk to your personal doctor who knows you. If you don't have one, go get one, okay? And you ask them, okay? The majority of doctors will tell you to get it. The reason I say majority is because, yet again, doctors are human. The majority of us will tell you to get it, okay? Because you, you don't want to count on the old chicken pox party routine, because the reason we stopped doing that and recommending that was because certain kids would get meningitis from chicken pox. And it's hard to tell a parent of their five-year-old that the kid's brain is fried because they got chicken pox. And, and it's like, it, I've, I've got people who tell me about the whole microchips going in and all these uh, side effects and things like that. And it, it's, it's one of those things that frustrates me because we're, we're just... We're in the minutia. We're not looking at the big picture. We, we really aren't. Do well, and, the vaccines and, need more research? Of course. Do they work, though? Hell yes.
2: Well, they and work. that's the, – there's, there's a two-pronged thing I want to – and then I'm going to bring Mike in to tell his vaccine stories. But, you know, there's two things I've heard, and you can either confirm or deny because, you know, when you the, – the main thing that we want to do here was clean up some of the garbage that you can pick up yeah. on – on, in the news, which is just, and I, I didn't say a network, I didn't say anything, just garbage. And so one of the things is someone will say they need more research. Well, I would suggest that 320 shot, million shots in arms in the United States and then m- multiples of that around the globe constitutes a pretty good research project. Second of all, people say this is a new technology with the MRNA when in fact it's been studied for in my I've heard for almost 17 18 years this is just the yes. first wide scale application where it was needed on in this this way and so it's not necessarily new the way people are saying it's new what can you tell us about that
1: so that is absolutely correct um moderna their whole gimmick was mrna viruses, I mean, vaccines. And so, just to inform people, what we're talking about with mRNA um, when it comes to vaccines is different vaccines have what we call different platforms. Um, Some vaccines are just very weakened forms of the bug, and we inject it to you, so you're like, you know, Super Bowl winning immune system will just eat it up and spit it out. Okay, you got antibodies. Some are just a shell of the actual um, organism with a little genetic material in there that, that is the trigger for us having a problem with that bug so we get antibodies to that. Uh, mRNA is basically a setup where we're saying, okay, we've got the genetic code for the worst part of the virus called the spike protein and it goes into your system and your body will process it And then be like, oh, look what this just made. What the fuck is that? Let's get some guns together just in case something like this tries to roll in on us. This has been a concept since the late 90s. And actually, Moderna was trying to make this in full gear for the first SARS outbreak in the early 2000s. So this isn't like brand new technology. Just the organism is different. So that is absolutely correct in that sense.
2: Now, Mike, you... You wanted to get microchipped. Is that is that correct?
0: Right. I wanted to mention something about vaccines because I remember when the first talk of the vaccines were coming out, uh my mother in law and wife flat out said, "I ain't getting no damn vaccine." And within the well, black white community, people, white
2: people have a pretty bad history of doing things with vaccines, so I well, can understand that.
0: Let me let me go there. So, um. You know, I mean, we all three know about the Tuskegee experiment. So if you don't know what that is, just Google it, look it up and you'll see why black folks, African-Americans are apprehensive and unsure about vaccines, especially something that was perceived as being rushed. Okay, so I wanted to make that statement. Uh, They eventually came around, talked to again, let me point out, didn't talk to a politician, went and talked to their doctors We talked to our doctors. She talked to hers, uh, my mother-in-law, that is. And it was advised based on her situation, compromised immune system, all the things she has going on in her life as an older lady. uh, The doctor advised to get it. And it's just quite that simple. Again, she didn't call whoever her representative is in Congress or the Senate or whatever. She talked to her doctor. And that's what was said. Now, I also wanted to share, you know, I'm sure Dr. Blassie has to deal with this. I was home a few weeks back, you know, for the Wildcat show and, and met up with some family and friends and folks that I grew up with that. I call them family. We're not blood related, but homies you grew
2: up with homies you threw up with.
0: And there are quite a few who flat out told me, um, I'm not getting it and I'm never getting it. Like literally said that and they don't trust it. And I have a take on it. That's probably different than docs and Dr. Blassie. I don't want to really live in a country that mandates it. But at the same time, I also believe what Dr. Blassie and Doc are saying when they say, go talk to your damn doctor, because they're the ones that are going to guide you from a medical standpoint. We don't need somebody guiding you that has no clue what they're talking about. The guy that you failed that that was in high school with you that. Got a D and C in biology. Ain't the person who I want my advice from on YouTube or any other platform. So I say all that to say I get the apprehension. I've dealt with it in my own household. I've dealt with it in my own family, friends. But that is why you speak to your doctor. Because, again, like Dr. Blassie said, it's not a one size fits all. The Johnson and Johnson thing, Dr. Blassie, that you referred to. I have a friend who flat out has a um, significant other slash wife who's in the medical field and refuses, this woman is in the medical field and refuses to get any of the vaccines. One of the reasons is because of Johnson and Johnson's history and, yeah. I, I, and, and whatnot. So it's funny. I never knew what you said until you said that about Johnson and Johnson, but uh, I'm glad you did bring that up related to the, the vaccine. So I just wanted to state here that your apprehension out there, if you're listening to this, I get it. I hear it because I've heard it in my own household, and I've dealt with it. And, and I don't well, say and dealt let me, with; that's not me. Say something else but we've talked about it.
2: The other thing that's frustrating to me is, you know, no matter what issue you pick, fifty there's going to be fifty-fifty. We're split on everything. But the one thing that that cannot, in my opinion, from where I sit, that cannot be de- de- debated from a medical standpoint, is the fact that we are turning our back on something. That is free and the solution, but also just happens to be one of the biggest scientific breakthrough miracles in terms of getting this to market and getting it into arms. In the, you know, in the history of our lifetimes.
0: That's part of the problem, though, Doc. That's part of what you just said, though. I want you to understand when you say it's free, that's part of the thought process in many of communities. The one well, of the I'll reasons up, why I'll set up a they don't booth want it. outside
2: and collect money if they need to give away some I'm just, money. I'm, but the, I'm but just but the point playing is,
0: devil's advocate. I'm just explaining to you. But what the point is, folks is
2: that whether it's it was different administrations in, in different political parties, this whole thing goes across two different political parties and, and represents a pretty big scientific and medical breakthrough. Yeah,
1: it, it sure does, you know, because, um, and, and uh, let me backtrack Mike. Um, that was a good point because a lot of, a lot of groups including us as black folks have a bad history with medical science. Okay. And there is a lot of apprehension. Um, mandates for vaccines, especially for adults, that's a slippery slope. And I am not advocating for a law to be put on the books for that.
0: I'm okay. glad you said that, because that is a big yeah. one. That is a huge one by a lot of people. Like, I've heard this from li- literally I am unusual I will speak to anyone on any side of a political aisle, and I know that makes me like a unicorn today, and Doc is the same damn way. Don't let him fool you. He, he'll he play the right and the left on the show to make jokes, but he is a very open-minded person and will talk to anyone, and I'm the same way. I'm really but I ha- he, he will. <laughs> Don't let him fool you. But I wanted. I'm glad. I'm so glad you said that because that's a big thing—the whole mandate thing—and I agree. That is a very slippery slope when you start yeah. going down. I think that we route. should
2: start branding people with a V on their forehead. Oh, how here is we that go. Gonna work?
0: Go, go. Continue, <laughs> Doctor Blasi. I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt. But I, I. No, no. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Because if you look at public health policies, okay, and um, at, at, so when it comes to kids' vaccines, right. There's a lot of data that uh, supports it. And if you choose to bring your child to a public school, that is the laws that are there. Mm-hmm. If you choose to have your school recognized under as a, a private school, but a credible school under the eyes of the U.S. government, there are certain things you have to do. You have to do vaccination. You, sh- you have to do it in college. We have to do it in healthcare. You have to do it in the military okay so um guys every you know and i'm not talking youtube but guys you know vaccines work okay how many people in here um and and yet again people listening in the army raise your hand if you know somebody who actively has polio right now measles rubella has any child been born with uh, blueberry muffin syndrome that's a real thing right but you don't see it anymore why because of those little shots we give babies and kids and such. You don't see outbreaks of meningitis as bad in college camps. Why? Because 16 and 17-year-olds get vaccinated now. They started that vaccination when I went through college. Okay? And so uh, there's evidence that it works. There's And a lot of people who bitch and complain about vaccines for real with no real evidence Um, already got the major ones. You already got them. So it's like, you have no room to talk. Because uh, I don't see you with hepatitis A. Now do I? You
2: know? Well, and, and the other thing I want to talk about is when you talk about the risk and reward and somebody will say, I'll just take my chances with it. That's cute. But with a more transmis- transmissible variant, it's not just you. You are passing it to someone who may not be as lucky as you are. Yes. Second of all, these vaccines work at a level that You talk about moonshot level with the fact that, you know, when this thing started in March of 2020 or February or January when they sequenced it, you would have we were hoping for 55, 60 percent. That would have been Mm -hmm. the goal. And we're north of 90 to 95.
1: As far as, um, oh, mapping out the entire genome of, of the virus.
2: Yeah, and the and the yeah. effectiveness of these vaccines to pr- protect you against really horrible outcomes. Because the other thing I want you to explain here, and then what I'd like to do after vaccine talk here, as we transition out, is talk about masks. But first, I want—I think it's really important. And this may not be the the best topic that we talk about all night, but I don't think people understand how you die when you die of COVID. From my understanding, you you drown to death and you do it alone. Yeah, and,
1: and so this this is what the scary thing is, okay? And this is coming from somebody who deals with HIV, meningitis, you know, weird fungal infections and stuff, weird, all kind of stuff. So COVID goes after, um, and I'm sure everybody's heard it by now. ACE, the ACE receptor, okay. Um. And not a lot of people realize that receptor is is truly truly one thing that is everywhere inside your body. Okay. It's like the gas line in the car. If you ain't got H, you ain't, you ain't living. You're not alive. Okay. And the way you die from COVID. And, it, and it's pretty, and it and it's really, really bad because it, one, it enters at some point in your body, and your body manifested as some symptom: loss of taste and smell, loss of or headache, feel like you're congested, cough, uh, but nothing's coming up, heart racing, uh, feeling bad, shitting your brains out, puking up, whatever, or or all of a sudden your hands in your legs feel like somebody's stabbing them with a hot poker. Okay? And so what happens is COVID gets into your system and it the gimmick with it is that it hides. It hides long enough to create a sleeper cell. Okay? And once it creates a sleeper cell to viruses, which in the size component, like say if you just had one skin cell, a virus is like a a, a mite on top of that skin cell even smaller than that like it it is just astronomically smaller so you're talking trillions of viruses all of a sudden come out of nowhere and then your body's like "Whoa, whoa 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 what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck right imagine if all of a sudden the taliban just came out of a hole in the middle of boise idaho Right. So what your body's response is, is to go full on. Somebody got in. We're going to air bomb, air raid, whatever. Fuck whatever's there. OK. A.K.A. Boise. You're just going to nuke it. Remember from the Avengers? Shield was just going to shoot a damn nuke at New York City because there was an alien that came out of nowhere that just started dumping bad guys in there. OK, that's what leads to the death. Okay, because doing that, what we call inflammatory uh, response or which you've heard in the media, cytokine storm, that's the air raid. That's the air bombing. And what that does, it sends your whole physiology off whack. So you're right. Fluid builds up within your lungs. Okay, so the normal mucus is there, turns into an Olympic sized swimming pool. You're kind of drowning your heart will strain and strain, trying to keep everything going, and you can have a heart attack. This thing causes your, this thing causes microclots, blood clots. So this is how people are going blind. This is how people are getting their limbs amputated. This is how people are having strokes from this.
2: Okay? And it's because it's doing so many things at once. And to tie this back to what we just talked about, you're not seeing this, with people once they have been vaccinated.
1: Right, right. And so the, the main thing we're starting to see with the data now, and it's all about day five or six, what we're noticing clear as day is that unvaccinated COVID case to somebody who's been vaccinated and got it, okay? Day five to six, the disease usually subsides, in the vaccine and vaccinated folks. It goes raging in the folks who are not vaccinated. Okay. And that's the main difference. Even if you previously had an infection, okay, you still may have, it's still a 50 50 on how bad you're going to feel and how bad you're going to
2: do. That's another misconception okay. out there. People are saying, I don't need the, the shot because I've had the virus.
1: Right. Right, and that's the equivalent of saying, well, I went against, uh, you know, the U.S. Army in 1850, so I'm good, but it's 2021. Okay. You know, and, that's the
2: simplest way. And somebody who's in the ICU, on a ventilator or not, they're not allowed visitors, correct? Wow, yeah. So in theory, they, they shouldn't be allowed
1: I'm just going to talk about Texas.
2: Uh-oh.
1: They, they've they kind of let hospitals do whatever. And we so do that. That's hospitals... kind of the,
2: welcome to Texas. That's how we do things. We're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. i picked that up, man. Um, so, yeah, there is, um, they're, they're They're letting people go into the ICUs. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. that's well, all I could say.
1: They're they're letting okay. people sit there.
2: We won't well, we won't get anybody uh, HIPAA HIPAA, right? Um yeah. So the other thing here is um I also happen to believe that masks are a big deal. And you'll have people say masks are ineffective. I disagree. Let's let's yeah. talk about
1: that. It, yeah, um, whoever says masks are ineffective is complete bullshit. Because we we figured out a long time ago in the in the um, medical world, guys, that if we put on masks when we're opening up a human being while we're trying to fix their appendix or something, uh, there's a really, really, really decreased shot of that person getting an infection because I'm breathing germs on them.
2: I can okay. I, can so, you imagine what kind of blassy circle circle dot dot cavassier <sighs> and cigar geez. bacteria would fall into somebody's open ugh. yeah, you don't want
1: that. You don't right. want that I, I, here's the I, I do, Street in that trench mouth.
0: <laughs> I do I do have a I do have a mask question that I think uh, a lot of people would wanna wanna know. Um, with mask. So I it is my understanding that, you know, these are uh, microscopic or very small water droplets and mm-hmm. with a mask most people, you know, Dr. Blassi, a lot of people, I don't say most, they're walking around with just a simple cloth mask or just yeah. something that's covering and I think we've all seen the fifth grade science project YouTube uh, clips where somebody sprays deodorant through a cloth mask and you can see it go through or I saw one dude, he was one of them Optimus Prime uh, guys with the with the vape uh, sucking on it and blowing it out the mask and, yeah. <laughs> and saying saying look it's not containing anything so you know I, I know the N95 is is best I guess to wear but I'll let you tell me so how how just how effective related to just a simple cloth mask like you see most people wear how how effective is that because there's a lot of a lot of information out there stating that there it's not effective.
1: Yeah, the only mask I don't recommend is the one that kind of wraps around people's necks and they just kind of pull it up like a collar. The gator. Yeah, that that's the most useless one, okay? So th- this is th- – to explain how a cloth mask and, and a regular surgical mask are effective, because you're right, Mike,
2: N95s are be-all, end-all, but we need those, okay? Um, hey, let me ask this. Let me kind of – this is a, adjacent to that. So Mrs. Doc is a teacher, and we have two kids that are going to school every day. The three of them are wearing KN95 masks. And when I go out and take my precious cargo to the beer store, I'm wearing a KN95. Is that a suitable alternative? Yep. Yep, I wear them.
1: I wear them out of, uh, at my house uh, You know outside of my house And stuff um, so KN95 Yeah that's
2: really good My son is 9 and he told me He likes these masks better Because he feels more safe in them
1: Yeah because it creates a good Seal yeah he and mouth a good,
2: he, he thinks Zack Ryder is a good Wrestler so don't take everything he says
1: yeah. with,
2: with But he wears them every day to school All day until he gets outside
1: yeah guilty pleasure of mine as a kid was a repo man too but
2: we all have problems <laughs> yeah yeah mike like uh, ninja turtle norman but that's,
0: that's well, well Can can you let can you let so, dr B- ninja turtle norman something else can you let dr Blasi answer my question about the the cloth mask and, and the molecules we are, or we're saying we're saying that
2: that he just told you that the gators are the worst and the cloth No, no. Mask, you fucking the talked ca- over he- him the whole time. <laughs> he
0: was starting to talk and you decided to get your shit in like you always fucking do to me. <sighs> Sorry, Mom. So let the man answer because I was clearly saying, you know, I know the gator is not effective, but I want to know now about these simple cloth masks that you see a lot of, I mean, hell, I wear it. And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I think, I mean, I saw it last winter in cold weather. It was cold. You could see your fucking breath just shoot out of it. So, how effective is that cloth mask really? Not a gator, but just a normal, you know, cloth mask.
1: And so, to really explain that for everybody to really understand, we've got to understand how our body protects us. Okay. And so, there's a thing called passive immunity. Okay. So, if we want to lay this out like military. Passive immunity to the United States, or actually to North America, is beneficial. Why? Because physically, countries can't just walk from you know Europe to the United States. There is water. There's a barrier. Okay. So our skin, our hair, wherever it is, our tears, our spit. All of that is passive immunity, physical barriers. So what you're doing is reinforcing passive immunity. So less particles will get into your nose and mouth. And so if there's less of it there, the spit, the the natural antibodies in spit, in skin sloughing off, the bacteria that's always on your skin and in your mouth and nose, those virus, it's harder for them to get a foothold because there's no room, you see. Tears will trap you and you just send it elsewhere or get it off of your body. So putting a mask on does help. Also, research has shown in urban environments, one of the reasons theorized for worsening COVID is due to increased air pollution. There's a lot of uh, molecules in air pollution that can actually kind of paralyze your innate immunity or your first line of defense past the passive immunity, which what feeds into the gimmick of COVID. So now not only are you protecting yourself from the virus, but you're actually protecting yourself from stuff that will decrease your immunity. Okay. And that's facts because one thing we didn't is during that lockdown Allergic asthma attacks went down. Um, Lung disorders that usually get affected by air pollution, rates of hospitalizations for that, severe cases going into the clinic, patients reporting that went down. Why? Because that's when everybody was really on board with wearing a mask of some type. So there is a benefit of physically putting a barrier in front of the things that get infected by COVID. And that's simple as can be. There's no study that refutes that. Okay, I'd rather take my chances with two guys rushing into my house than a thousand guys. And that's where we're at.
0: So, and I'm glad you clarified because the thing that I think folks need to remember is it's obviously not perfect. It's not 100%. It's not maybe 80%. Who knows what percentage it is? But the point you're making is it helps. It helps. And man, if you can just help out one person, me, you know, the elderly, whoever, it helps. No one's saying it there aren't particles that don't escape, but it does help. It does
2: help. Well right? and those, those studies are not completely but a little bit disingenuous because that acts like that the, the coronavirus is being shot through your mask and into your mouth just like it is through these demonstrations as well.
0: Boy, I thought uh, right, you were about to right. say the way Harper shoots a
2: come on. <laughs> come on.
0: I really thought that's where you were going.
2: So living the dream. <laughs> you know, the the mere fact that we've had to count on one another is prolonging this. Um what is what do you think the how you know I've I've read things that say this is going to be going on for the rest of our life, but in terms of pandemic. Or even, you know, pandemic for, that we're dealing with in this country. What kind of timetable are you thinking?
1: Um, I will tell you from the out from the beginning of this, once it hit here, I I honestly thought we would be dealing with this on a mass scale for a couple of years. I didn't think it would get this bad. I did not think it was going to get this bad. So now I'm at the point where a pandemic of it, we're probably going to be dealing with this, you know, uh, 2023 at least. Because this thing is going to keep mutating because of the way, uh, just because of that family of viruses, the way it works, it's similar to a common cold because that's the family of viruses. And this family of viruses works like rats. It's all about quantity, not necessarily quality. Viruses will mutate, make billions of mutations. Have You know, 90% of them will die because of the mutation. But if you're making a trillion plus, a quadrillion plus in one person, and you spit it out, at some point, something's going to stick. The lambda variant. This was isolated in December. We've known about it, okay? We mapped it out. Delta variant. We've known about it. We've seen it. But it started getting a foothold. Why? Because the right population started Transmitting it and became the dominant strain in that area, and then it gets stronger,
2: then it figures it out,
1: right? So it starts as a jobber, then all of a sudden becomes John Cena, and you can't get rid of him. Okay,
2: I, I, I call that the Mike Mills story. <laughs> Damn, um, nah,
1: you're just gonna kill him like
2: that, you just go. Gonna- well, you've been well, listening he's, to it for he's a, five and a half years. Did you not think it was he's a, real?
0: He's a spot monkey. He likes to get his flips and hives okay, so in. Okay, so one of himself. the
2: – well, l- let, me, let me be helpful here. One of the things that you talked about the last time you were on, and, and I did – I've been doing a lot of these things since then, but I think it, it, if we're going to be dealing with this for another year and a half, I think it requires some reinforcement. That is – You know what can the average BTT listener do on a daily basis besides get vaccinated? That's number one. Besides masking up, which is number two, how did what what are the things they can do to keep that immune system up and keep it boosted?
1: Yeah. So, uh, great question. So I will tell you my personal journey. I will tell you exactly what I'm doing, everybody, day by day, um, religiously. Okay. And it seems to have helped because uh, last summer, the Mrs. did get affected by COVID, had a mild course, but there was something she could not take due to other medical issues that I was taking, and we think that's kind of the difference, okay? One, I have gotten into shape. I have lost 25 pounds since I broke my leg, okay? I've decreased the bad stuff in my body.
2: Mm, I don't okay. like the sound of this.
1: Yeah, and, and bad stuff meaning you know bad cholesterol, all that other stuff. Okay, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I don't drink Jack Daniels Single Barrel or anything like that. Okay, however, getting in shape, getting your chronic diseases in order. If you're obese, if you have bad lung stuff, if you smoke cigarettes, if you have bad blood pressure. Get that stuff under control because COVID will exploit that, okay? That's what it wants because that's going to weaken your immune system, okay? And that's what it wants you to do, okay? Um, On top of that, other than getting in shape and being more healthy, which is the most important thing people can do, secondly, check my vitamin D levels. Vitamin D helps regulate your immune system. There the way it works is your passive immunity, your skin, your hair, all that snot, all that does the majority of the job. Okay, does 80% of the job. That's why you don't get sick all the time. Then the next step is, is something is able to touch a spot in your body that it's not supposed to. Your first line cells will come up. And this is like your infantry tanks, whatever. They're coming in, they're busting heads and doing that. And actually what a lot of them do, well, whatever it is, they'll try to swallow it. Okay. And kill it inside of it. Then it goes up to something called your lymph nodes, spits it out. Okay. And tells military intelligence, cause you know, lymph nodes is your base tells military intelligence, figure out what the fuck this is and make an antibody to it. So we can just clear this out. That's and I, so,
2: and I think this is a really important point because this is something I've dug into. I mean, I've had vitamin D deficiencies in the past and taken the big course. But, you know, to me, vitamin D3 tablets are very inexpensive. Yes. And I try to every day, especially in this Texas heat, I go out in the sun for 15 or 20 minutes.
1: Yes. Yes. And you should. Because what vitamin D does is it. It speeds up that antibody production process, okay? That's why people get sick in low UV times of the year, because you have less vitamin D on point. And, and it's a good point you said that, doc. D3, specifically D3, that's easier processed by the body. But you must get that checked by your doctor, because you can be uh, you can develop a toxicity of it. You can't be poisoned by it. Too much of anything will kill you. 100% oxygen and water can definitely kill you. It kills people all the time. Okay? So always get that checked out. But having good vitamin D levels will help. Studies over the decades have shown taking vitamin D, having a good level of it, or taking supplementation, to the appropriate ranges can reduce the severity of diseases like the flu and colds and things like that. Okay. Secondly, zinc. Okay. Zinc and and another uh, metal called selenium. Okay. are natural antibacterial antiviral molecules your body uses. However, don't go out and get like a big old supplement of zinc okay, to take every single day. Don't do that. Make sure you take like multivitamin or maybe take it once in a while, like 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams here and there, okay? Because your body will highly regulates metal. So uh, most of those supplements, you actually just shit out, okay? But you need a molecule to help the zinc get inside of your cell because if it gets inside of the cell to a higher level than it naturally is, It creates an environment not hospitable to things like coronavirus. So some things that help zinc get into the cell. One was hydroxychloroquine. That is why we went to it at first, amongst other reasons. That has been proven not to work, okay? Everybody for treatment. So don't go out and get hydroxychloroquine. However, from a preventative standpoint, hydroxychloroquine... Quercetin, okay, which is a, 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 a natural supplement, and green tea. All three of these things can actually help get zinc into the cell. So I take quercetin twice a day, 500 milligrams twice a day. Okay. Um, occasionally I will drink green tea just because I like it and I'm a millennial. You know, sue me. And so that's some things I've done to help. Now that's just the zinc part. The second part or the next part of all this is to wear masks, get vaccinated. These are all the things I've done. Okay? And yet again, we didn't know my the Mrs. was sick until my mom actually had symptoms, you know, that I was concerned about. So we all got tested, right? We were all negative but her and her family got sick as well. That's where we think she got it from. But I was in the bed with her, didn't Hmm. get it, didn't have antibodies, I didn't get infected. I got screened like four times in the span of two and a half weeks, okay? I got antibodies drawn at different uh, intervals outside of her infection, never developed antibodies, okay? So that means none stuck. So that means whatever I'm doing is, is having some what we call efficacy or effect. In a positive way. So that's what I would tell the army to do is one healthy living, two, vitamin D, zinc, get an ionophore, like quercetin or green tea. These are simple things you can do. You can get quercetin on Amazon. Just get any of them. It's fine. Natural source of it, if you don't want to do a pill, grapes. Okay?
2: Grapes, not beer. Not beer.
1: Not beer. Damn and Not wine. Unfortunately,
2: that's bullshit. OK, so one other thing that I would I want to put out there, because this is something that I don't really hear a lot about in the in the coverage of this this pandemic. Um, you know, is what to do if you do start feeling bad? How do you treat it? Because I remember hearing in March of 2020, don't take ibuprofen. It'll make it worse. And then nobody ever said anything ever again. So, if you're out there and you're hanging and banging, we don't want you to try ivermectin. We need you to Please. have proven, I'd like yeah. to think, Mike, although Mike tells me about some of the messages he's getting, I'd like to think that our listeners are smarter than that. But what if you get come, you've been vaccinated, you're wearing a mask, and God forbid you still get this, you feel shitty, what do you need to do?
1: Good question. So, you know, it goes without saying, get checked out, go to your doc and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, as far as treatment, and I'm glad you said that, ivermectin. I'm a big fan of ivermectin, but it is still experimental. So when I say I'm a fan, I do not peddle it out. I'm actually researching it um, to see if it actually works.
0: If, if Which you... means don't go to your veterinarian and get, get horse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right don't go don't don't do that guys because those things are the pills we take are made for our body to absorb our body is completely different from a horse or any other mammal that walks around and it's at a very high dose so let me just, and
2: don't be out there saying my girl's a thoroughbred shut up
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well i took it and i was doing okay no you because you didn't have your last check you, you just got lucky Okay, let me just give y'all an idea of what we use. The doses is we're using for COVID compared to normal doses of ivermectin, right? Ivermectin. If you get some weird parasitic disease, if you get scabies, right, I give you three milligrams of ivermectin. You take it and you walk away. I never have to see you again. Okay, three milligrams. The doses I'm working with and what a lot of people are working with, right? I'm doing like 20 milligrams plus, okay, potentially toxic levels of this shit, okay? And why? Because now ivermectin, instead of treating a parasite, and a parasite is just like an insect, like it's slower moving, it just does its thing, right? Dum-de-dum. Versus a virus that once we start getting symptoms, we're about a week behind. Okay. We're a week behind the eight ball on that one. Okay. And the true effect of ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine to a point is the sooner, the better. I had a conversation with some um, higher ups in Mississippi's government when this all went, went down and they were questioning me about, certain things I did with my patients as far as getting into safety, things of that nature, even though I had a very low mortality rate compared to the rest of the country, yada, yada. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm just trying to tell you I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. There I'm trying to say this in the the best way possible. Um. Okay, I'm I'm going to blank that out because there's no way I can't say certain things that will potentially get me in trouble. So, I'm going to... Yeah, we don't want to do kill. that. We yeah, I
2: was trying that. to... So, I, so the yeah. point here is we want you to eat chicken soup. We want you to take ibuprofen. We want mm-hmm. you to get rest. We want you to drink lots of liquids and stay away from other people if you were feeling sim- symptoms. Do yes. not go down to Petco or the feed store in search of remedy
1: yeah and and really the only thing we are consistently using that is working is if you are really short of breath or you're really having some bad symptoms using steroids specific steroids like dexamethasone or if you ever heard a decadron shot um, and methylprednisolone um, are the best steroids to use in this sense, not prednisone, not all the other stuff. Those two specifically, and those are probably the most effective treatments we have. Now, if you go to certain areas and they have access to it and they have uh, synthetic antibodies, okay, that can help shave days off of the course, make it less severe. Are you so talking pretty about, much?
2: Are you talking about the mono Things? Yes. The Regeneron. The
1: Regeneron yes.
2: So because just so that everybody – let me you, – you're, you're using doctor words. Let me use fake doctor words. So basically mm-hmm. around the, the, the Metroplex area in DFW, there's these clinics where you can go if you're starting to feel a little bad, but you don't need to go to the, the ER, and you can get a treatment of Regeneron that will boost this thing so that you get better faster. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. Basically, instead of waiting for your body to create antibodies – you're doing it for it, okay? Um, A.K.A. you're doing exactly what a vaccine would do, except we're just pumping full of it. Okay,
2: Okay. so I want to ask another question here. And so let's say that you are one of our many, many fine patrons, and you've been vaccinated, and you've been wearing a mask, and you're doing all the right things. We've said some pretty scary and truthful and real shit, mostly you, uh, tonight, but how how concerned on a daily basis should you be if you are just operating with with caution and and doing the right things?
1: Yeah, so if you are acting like you have some common sense and you're doing all the things we're talking about, live your life, okay. But just like we all do, you still look both ways when you cross the street. You still put on your blinker. You still don't do crazy. St- well, no, it's DFW. People do crazy stuff on the road that I've learned um, and experienced. So, if you're doing your normal basic precautions throughout life, treat. That's how you need to treat this. Do everything appropriate appropriately, and then move on.
2: Okay. okay so let me ask. Let's put this into some context for people. Um, let's say, and, and the. the, the the wild card here that's different for Mike than it is for me is that Mike had children earlier. So my kids are unvaccinated because they're not old enough yet. The day, mm-hmm. the day that they get to be old enough, I'm going to take both of them down and show them how to knock an old granny down off her walker <laughs> and get their shots at the front of the line. But we, we have to take, be careful because we got the kids. But let's say that Mike, you know, Mike's out there and his kids are almost out of the house. They don't respect him anymore. They don't want to be around him. They're teenagers. They smell bad. They got attitudes, but they're vaccinated. Um, would you go to uh, an, a rest sit inside a restaurant?
1: Would well, I sit inside a restaurant with a mask and everything? Yeah. Um, I would sit outside.
2: Okay. We do that as well. So my question is this. As you start to talk about all the activities and, and how we are going to try to carry on. First of all, if you're out there listening, we ought to all feel a little guilty, not only for the people in the medical community listening to Blassie and what they're going through. Also, it's our teachers. Yeah. Uh, our teachers have had it. Um, I, I I travel in teacher circles. And they're all ready to quit, right? As soon as the nurses, maybe the nurses ought to go teach, and the teachers ought to go nurse. But <laughs> here's the question I have: because now we're heading into fall, these things tend to spike, and we get waves. And one of the guys that I listen to might turn me on to him actually originally is Dr. Michael Osterholm up in, in Minnesota, and I listen to his podcast weekly on this topic he says he can't figure out what causes the surges and, and and when they're going to peak and then come down Do you get a sense that by the time we get to Halloween we might be through this surge and back down again nope no nope.
1: not at all because um, one we're going to get another variant okay and and the way this is going to work OK, is what we're doing right now is we're congregating our population because of school. OK, and we are and and, and this truly was uh, and y'all don't know me personally, but everybody I know will, will tell you. Before we um, had a school year last year, this was my concern and now we're having. Right. You're, you're, you're mixing, you're mixing population, you're mixing young, teenager, old, middle-aged adult, what have you, young adult, and then you're going to have sparse vaccination rates within that herd, okay? So, aka, teacher, kids, janitor, whatever, okay? So, say that one of the kids gets it, Okay? because some kids get COVID, okay? What you're doing is you're forcing that virus to figure out a way to live to get to the next person. And so, like I said, there's a billion, trillion uh, mutations that'll happen in one person, okay? One or two of those mutations will work in a vaccinated person. So one of your teachers is gonna get it. That teacher, bigger than a kid, is going to really make a lot of viruses. Okay? And then spit it back. One of those is going to be able to stick to a teenager. It's going to be able to stick to that 10-year-old, the 8-year-old, the 5-year-old. Okay? And then that's going to spread. And you're you're just mixing that up, right? You're letting the virus create a petri dish in a laboratory to figure out what works to get everybody. My biggest fear with this guys is twofold. One, there's going to be a variant that's really going to get kids. It's really going to get them. Okay. Two, we don't know the effects of COVID long term on a growing body. That means brain cells. That means growth plates that determine height and bone health. That means cardiac or heart cells growing, liver cells growing, stomach cells. We don't know, okay? Because all I'm seeing in clinic, and this is what this is really the long-term bad thing about this, we've got our workforce. We've got people our ages, guys that are having memory loss, who are having strokes and having residual effects from it, who are having heart issues, who are having no energy, who are having problems sleeping, who are getting depressed, who all of a sudden develop diabetes, kidney disease.
2: Okay. question. This is Is the population. Quick quick question. Is that in the vaccinated or unvaccinated? These are, and and so these are in the, what we call the
1: post-COVID syndromes, the long haulers, Right. The vaccination long haulers. Not that all that data is there yet. So I can't give you an accurate idea, but I will say from personal viewpoint, from what I'm seeing personally in clinic, I'm getting more of long haul, more severe long haul from unvaccinated. Okay. And yet again, guys, it's pretty dramatic. OK, there's stuff that this virus is doing to people's kidneys that we have never seen anything else do. OK, there are patients I have that were have no family history of diabetes, relatively good shape, may have been in trouble in diabetes, maybe 10, 15 years down the line. COVID just sped that up to now. OK, I've had some people being diagnosed with sleep apnea, being diagnosed with uh, uh, just insane uh, nerve pain throughout their body. Okay, these are the things we're seeing, And and this is the adults, this is your parents, this is your workforce. These are the teachers, the doctors, the nurses, the firefighter, the janitor. Also, if you look at kids, you look at some of the athletes, athletes are getting heart issues. They're not getting their endurance back. We see what happened to Keith Lee. Look what happened to Keith Lee, okay, and see what happened to some of the Ohio State players from last year who got it, and then all of a sudden took them two, three months to get their win back, okay, when it should have taken them two days. Flu doesn't do that, okay? I can get the flu, feel like crap for a week, and be good, okay, okay? COVID is doing way more than what people realize, and it's going to have a long-term effect. I predict that long-haul and dealing with COVID-related issues is probably going to be about 30 40% of my practice going forward.
2: Now, I have read that the Spanish flu caused problems, people to develop heart issues and, and things into the 30s and 40s. Is that similar to this?
1: Yes, it, it, it's similar, but the, it's similar in the fact that 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 um, virus, it caused more of that damage due to the lack of medical knowledge and technology we had at the time. OK. OK. We just figured out what germs were at that point.
2: All right. So I'm assuming that most people. Ninety minutes into a medical discussion is even as entertaining as we are, are probably starting to to wane. We we'll yep. probably need to start uh, getting ready to fire up the Kawasaki mules. Um, but before we before we adjourn for the night, um, is there anything we haven't covered that you wanted to talk about, or, or what message do you want to leave uh, the army here?
1: Uh, that. The, Got everything out. The only thing I'll tell, and I, I'm just, I'm, I'm pleading with the Army to tell people, or if you don't believe, I'm, I'm pleading with you, that there's not a lot of doctors. We, we make up less than a fraction of this country. ICU doctors, ER doctors, hospital doctors, and infectious disease doctors make up even less of a part of this population. We're getting exhausted, and this takes a complete effort. It's uncomfortable, it's shitty, but mask, vaccinations until we can figure out what this is and how to treat our population. We have got to look out for ourselves because guess what? COVID wants to live, it is damn sure
2: winning. Wow. Well, Mike, are you still awake over there or is this was this above your knowledge level, Delgado state?
0: You're an asshole.
2: Man, we're buddies though. We're best friends. Sure. I don't know I'm starting to like blassie a little bit more than you maybe he and I could have the docs uh, yeah I'm the only graduation one who
0: can tolerate parts unknown.
2: i'm
0: I'm the only one who can tolerate your ego so I don't know how that would work out in the long I run. I think
2: that we have another person in blassie that comes on this show and finds that I am nowhere near what you paint me out to be
0: right and and there you go this is what he tells we had a so can sleep at night.
2: We had a we just we have just completed a an educated non political discussion as gentlemen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Someone will turn it political, yes. but I agree.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: and somebody will say I have a skin in the game. I work with big farmer or whatever, you know, I wish to get that <laughs> money. I mean, I got, I got so many damn loans. I wish they would fucking pay me.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't have any questions, doc. Uh, I think you uh, did a uh, So my okay only job. question,
2: is my follow-up question, and I was going to wait to ask this, but I didn't want it to, I thought I'd save it for the end. It, it, it really does make sense that a guy as carefree as Harper would get the get the get the COVID and have an asymptomatic version, yes, and, and drink eggnog daiquiris without huh. taste while he had it. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any clue why the Harpers of the world just lose smell? And get you know, is there? Why are some people dying and some people just drifting on through this thing?
1: Honestly, we, we haven't totally we've got some links, right? Um, because you're right, when I heard Harper drink the damn eggnog, I like my heart dropped when I heard that. Um
2: Try dealing the with only, him on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, the only thing I can think of with Harper is because because of what he does on a daily when he's out and about or if he's wrestling and things like that, his first line immunity. His, all that stuff is probably better than the average person.
2: So you're saying right. Harper is a superhero? Got it. We thought we thought it, <laughs> he's we just living thought, a dream, brother. <laughs> well, we thought it was from built up from circle circle dot dot. But you know, I we're mean not now better. yet again yet again dot
1: introducing bacteria constantly will in. Em- improve your immune system that's how probiotics work so it's almost in a weird way circle circle dot dot was like a weird probiotic uh, like so we
0: just, yeah. we'll put point. that
2: up there we won't put that up there with the vitamin d and the zinc and the healthy living but we'll call that an alternative therapy how about yeah that? yeah
1: okay. yeah riskier risk reward with that
2: one okay you know um well, I have certainly—I don't won't say that I have enjoyed this discussion because I would prefer that again that we were talking about things that we all enjoy: professional wrestling, titties, football, whatever. <laughs> but we, Mike and I, have have felt like we needed to do something, and we're glad that we have the right person to come in and deliver the message. So, for me, I'll let Mike wrap it up, but I just want to say thanks for coming in it was a pleasure to meet another man of knowledge and science and i hope that we can get back together again under much much better circumstances
1: yes one of these days this was a pleasure well, I, i'm such a fanboy right now like a mark oh
0: yeah <laughs> uh, well we were we were potentially going to talk some wrestling i know dr blasey when he messaged me he wanted to he wanted to actually review a Bobby Eaton match, so I I feel like we still need to do that. Maybe in a, let's do that sooner rather than later. And when I say sooner, uh, maybe a few weeks. Uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll, we can we can the three of us can do that. Uh, we need yeah. time to that the stage in, in Doc's and I's lives with kids and everything. We we actually we need time to watch it beforehand, which is which can be a big challenge these days. So uh, we definitely wanna wanna look at some wrestling. The next time mm-hmm. that way we can actually do a wrestling complete wrestling episode. But I am very appreciative to you coming on here. I want to repeat something I said before I throw it to Dr. Blassie to, to wrap this up with any closing thoughts. No one here tonight said we believe in mandating anything related to the vaccine. So if you heard that you heard wrong and I'm repeating it because even Dr. Blassi's exact words was that's a slippery slope. So, Just so you understand. Um, Another thing I said and Dr. Blassie said, listen to your doctor or, or physician, medical doctor. I repeat, go to your doctor. We although Dr. Blassie is a doctor, this should not substitute for your own doctor giving you advice for your specific situation like the example I gave with my mother-in-law okay I just wanted to point that out before my inbox and Twitter are full with nasty grams about don't you tell me how to live my life Mike nobody's trying to tell you how to live yeah. your life we're just presenting you something to chew on um, Dr. Blassie's a doctor I know this for a fact and you should still seek out your own doctor for your own medical advice because Dr. Blassie's recording a podcast. He does not know your family history, your medical history. There may be a reason why you can't take the vaccine. That is understandable. You're great listeners. Thank you for listening. I got to thank doc for leading this because as he said, I'm not intelligent enough because all I have is that low life bachelor's degree and Harper's got a Delgado certificate on what I don't know. <clears throat> Um, by the way, we'll talk about this soon on one of the shows. Hopper, uh, uh, we, gave, we, we gave an update on the show that's going to drop on September the 2nd. Uh, he's doing okay after Ida. He also broke another headset. More to come on that later. Now, I've said what I had to say. Again, seek out the advice of your doctor and your families. Dr. Blassie, let me throw it to you if you've got any closing thoughts. And if you don't, throw it to Doc after you're done so he can hit the tagline.
1: Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. And yet again, guys, let's work together. We can do this. We're better than all the squabbling. If, if we don't do it, then guess what? The future of America is going to be very different from the one we grew up in. Doc, that's all you.
2: I'm going to do something special tonight. I'm going to throw it back to a frontline medical professional. Dr. Blassie, would you please hit the tagline? Book it, bitch.